3: So it's that time again of the week, and it is the latest instalment of the First Down Snapcast. We're de- depleted this week with our members of um, Regular Pundits, so tonight, myself, Richard will be hosting the show, and I'm joined by Regular Pundit Stuart. Morning. And then this week we've got a special guest on, he's one of the admins from the NFL group, and he's already done his two minute drill a couple of weeks ago, Ian Davis. how are you doing Ian? Good
0: evening. Not bad at all. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for letting me be 47th reserve when nobody else wants to come in. Yeah,
3: well, you weren't even that.
0: <laughs> yeah, 57th. <57. laughs> yeah.
4: We even we even asked Des Bryant first, but uh, he was unavailable.
0: Yeah. Was he signing your helmet? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah.
3: <laughs> so, Ian, me and Stuart have been talking. So, when we started the podcast, we did like a little brief introduction to ourselves like about in the NFL and stuff. So, would do you want to do about yourself today?
0: Yeah, no problem. I live near Doncaster. I've been into the NFL since it was on Channel 4 in the mid 80s. Um, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, as you two know. Um, I've got into them sort of just by a fluke. There we are. Used to play, before the days of computers, I used to play a play by mail American football game. And the team that I was was the Dallas Cowboys. So. it just stemmed from there, really, and uh, followed him ever since.
4: That must have cost you a lot in postage stamps.
0: <laughs> it, it's funny the way you did it, actually. It, it was literally like a computer game. But you used to do it, I think it was one week turns, and you'd send in what your formations were and what your plays were going to be, and then you'd get it back. and it, it was like, literally, the game was like a computer printout. Play-by-play. By play. It was quite interesting, actually. Charles
3: used to do it as well, who you, you both know. Um, I do remember yeah, like an English football version of that. What you, it was very similar, but I didn't know there was an American football version. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I'd
4: like, I like, like to point out that I'm far too young to be dealing in anything <laughs> postal. yes
0: <Yeah.
4: laughs> It's um, it's you just mentioned Charles there. Um, I obviously introduced to the the listeners now that. Actually, in a couple of weeks, you're going to be doing a bit of a, an on-tour um, segment for us, aren't you? Do you want to just tell us about what's that, what that's about?
0: Yeah, very true. Um, myself and a friend of mine, Charles, was going to be on as well in a couple of weeks. We're, um, we went last year, we got tickets to Miami and Tampa Bay, and we went there for a few days. Um, so this year, we decided to make it a bit more of a road trip, and we're doing four games in two weeks. Um, which we're gonna, we're already planning next year as well. So we're looking at that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we, we've spoke to you guys already about you probably bringing us up while we're over in the states and giving you a bit of an update where we are.
4: Yeah, yeah we, ju- we we thought it'd be good for the listeners to get a bit of, uh, you know, how it feels before game, pre-game. You know, what the atmosphere is like, and a um, bit more of an insight of what the actual game days are like while you're over there. Um, yeah, and, yeah, mate. It's like
0: I've been, sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. It's,
4: bit, it's, it's, bit bit, it's a bit like a, a geriatrics day out, day out, isn't it? It's like um, it's if Saga did, did holidays.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean, you, both, you two both know the guy that I'm going with, so there's bound to be a few uh, disasters on the way.
4: Yeah, there is. I mean, of all the people to pick to, to go with... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, uh, it does make the uh, trips interesting, anyway. I mean, we'll, we'll probably get into this in a couple of weeks, but as you two know... Um, Charles is married, and we booked this trip in April time when the fixtures came out. He told his wife he was going to the States about two weeks ago, <laughs> so she knows know nothing about it. She still doesn't know we're going for two weeks. She thinks it's a week at the minute. <laughs> What's he
3: going to so, say? He's missed his flight home um or something to get that extra week?
0: Well, I think he's going to go up to 10 days. He's going to say it's round about 10 days, and then when we're there, he'll probably just say, well... Two weeks is about 10 days.
4: He's he's a brave man, isn't he, really, let's be honest.
0: Well, I mean, my theory is it's going to make next year's easier because he's probably going to be single by then, isn't he?
4: (laughs) This is, is, to be honest, I'm surprised he's not single anyway.
0: Yeah, me too, yeah. (laughs) Yes. so I'll not go into too much detail on that tonight because obviously when he's on, um, we'll go into a bit more about what what teams we want to see and everything and, and give a bit more
3: outline on it.
4: Yep, looking forward to it.
3: NFL News and Rumours. So this week in the news there's been a few several recent topics we can discuss, but I've signalled a couple today. So the first one we're gonna start with is the over the weekend there was a EA Sports Madden tournament in Jacksonville. So all three of us on today's podcast are part of the Yorkshire Madden League and we're part of the Madden gaming family. But Winning and taking part in the competition wasn't the thing what made the headlines this weekend, is it, Stuart?
4: Uh, no, and to be honest, I don't know whether the, um, the guy that went on a little bit of a shooting spree after he got knocked out of a Madden contest was planning to do something like this, whether it was at a Madden convention or not um but it's uh it's sad it's sad that it happened uh well it's sad that it's happened full stop really um i think there's two people dead and four seriously wounded so it's uh it's not good um it's not good uh all because apparently he got knocked out um and he did make a comment apparently when he registered that um one of the things on the flyers about was you know coming to the madden community was obviously making friends and I think he made a comment of his, I'm not here to make friends. Well, he certainly, he certainly didn't make any friends in the world with what he did
3: after that, getting knocked out. It's sad times. It really is sad times because these tournaments are quite prestige. Obviously, there's the world one that takes place, but regional ones, obviously, it's a serious like, game as we're entering. I mean, it's normally a bit of prestige, so any victory brought from this weekend's tournament is really tarnished over the whole incident.
4: Yeah, yeah I and I thought that, that, um, I thought that I thought that EA, EA dealt with it as well as as best you can. Really, they put out some um, some commentary on the on the latest update, which was which was a nice touch. Um, I it's it's just it's it's hard really because people like this, I don't really want to give airtime to because I think that's what they're after. No, but I would, but I would much I'd rather give airtime to the people who went out for the day, day to enjoy themselves at a gaming convention and then they didn't go home. Those are the people that I'm thinking about at the minute, and those are the ta- those are the people that I'll give the airtime to. Yeah.
0: The other thing is as well, you know, you get a lot of people talking about violent video games and how how they cause violence, and you know, people talk about Grand Theft Auto and things like that. And, this, is a, this sport, is a sports game, isn't it? You know, and yeah. he just, he just makes, These sort of people are going to do things like that anywhere. They're just, like you say, they're just a waste of space, aren't they? And it's just a coincidence that it happened at a Madden event or anything. The thing about to do with video games annoys me because these people just got screwed not
2: something.
4: Yeah, but I mean, I I think, I mean, without getting into a completely and utterly top uh, political debate about this, I think that um, it's far too easy for people in America to gain access to be able to do things like this. Um, And I think that's a bigger issue now that um, I'm sure the NFL will be, um, along with EA, will be, um, you know, on the side of some kind of gun control because it's far too easy for these things to continually happen in the in the states. Yeah, it is indeed.
3: And it's a perfect po- point to stop on that one. And obviously, we just send our thoughts and prayers to the families affected by this. So, also starting this week, one of the first players who are due to get new contracts this year, ha- after the rookie deals are ending, has come to fruition with Odell Beckham signing a new five-year deal at the Giants. Mm,
0: Top-paid wide receiver he yes. deserves,
4: deserve, deserves it as well
3: he does deserve yeah,
0: it he is, yeah he's a good player um, he's, a, he's a giant so uh, he's alright
4: <laughs> you're finding it very hard to say something nice about him right. aren't
0: you I think, I think you two know where he made his name with that amazing catch he made against Dallas I was actually at that game at the MetLife <laughs> and, and it was phenomenal It he just made the atmosphere it was already a good atmosphere but Nobody could believe it, you know, everybody's jaw dropped when they saw that. He's, some of the catches he makes are amazing. He's, I he's mean I don't know whether I'd say he's the number one receiver or not. You know, you've got Antonio Brown, haven't you? But um he's definitely for his spectacular catches. Yeah. And the Giants needed to hold them, not they?
4: He, he makes players, doesn't he? That's and that's yeah. the uh, that's the thing. And For me, I've got a lot of respect for Beckham because I think the way that he's handled this contract negotiation has been exemplary, really. I mean, if you look on the other side of the ball with the way that Bell's gone about it, where he's holding out from training and he's not going to uh, training camp, whereas Beckham, he went to all the OTAs, he's been all training camp, he's done all his public relations responsibilities, he's been out in the community in and around New York to obviously help with the kids and stuff, and the, and the contract, contract has, followed has followed on the back of it. And, and for me, and that is the way sportsmen should, should conduct themselves, and, and the he's got paid suitably because of it. Um, so, so I've got, got nothing but respect team. for him.
3: No, And the numbers on it, five-year deal, worth about $95 million with $50 million guaranteed. Seems fair? Hey,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
3: Obviously I know he's not it was obviously his season was hampered by injuries last year. He's not played yet in pre season. But they are speaking that he will line up in the opener against Jacksonville. Is his problem potentially gonna be Eli Manning if he can't rediscover his form? But we have mentioned he can't yeah, put yeah. stuff out of notes. Yeah, To be honest,
4: I would I was just going to say that. that, that I think um, the only thing that's that's going to hold Beckham back, back, in fact, is going to hold that entire offence back because they've got some really good young weapons in, obviously, obviously Barclay. Barclay. They've got Evan Ingram. They've got Sterling Shepard. You know, these players are all going to outlast Manning. And my concern is at what point is Manning just going to fall off a cliff? Which you, which you kind of find when QBs get to a certain age, they all kind of all happens at different ages, but at some point they all fall off a cliff and they all become a Jay Cutler, don't they? Where they're completely useless. So, um, I, I'm, yeah, it's in, It's going to be interesting to see, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I think I've never been, been a big Eli Manning fan, but particularly the last couple of years, I mean, I've seen a lot of his play, obviously plays in our division. Um, I'd, I think Jalen Ramsey, when he was found out about the quarterbacks the other week, when he just got to Eli Manning as well. Odell Beckham's extending his career, and I think I think that's the truth at the minute. He's he's not he's not the quarterback. <laughs> he's not the average quarterback that he used to be.
4: Yeah, I mean the, the problem. And obviously, I don't want to go into too much about this because obviously we will we will recap that division. Um, but I I think it's um, it's more down to the fact that what other options do the Giants have uh, yeah. at the minute um, yeah. that's
3: the... yeah there's not so. they have still yeah. got back up
4: they've got is it Kyle Lua... Lua, Lua, Lua. they just drafted him Kyle Lua... but yeah, they don't drafted him
3: yeah. Yet. So.
4: yeah but I mean obviously they needed yeah. to fix the running back situation because they've never really had a ground game um, so they obviously needed to get Barclay, which they did. Um, but I think if they've had a gr- ground game, I think you would have seen them take a quarterback in that last draft. Um, so, But anyway, moving on. We'll save that for another time. Yes.
3: So before coming on air tonight, it was also broken in America, that Aaron Rodgers agreed a new four-year, £134 million contract extension. What are your thoughts on this one?
0: Well, can I just say, have you just... Are you just picking all
3: the people who make big plays against Dallas I'm on. It's it's No, it's, it's, it just <laughs> happens how the news has come out this week. Yeah. <laughs>
4: to, be, to be honest, anything that upsets you, Ian, I'm happy with.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I could,
3: yeah, we could bring back the Randy Moss Thanksgiving game for one night.
4: Oh, yeah. What was it? How many touches was that? Was it three touches did he get? And it was, was it, 170?
3: it the day, it was How
4: was it? But, but how many yards was it? About 170-something for yeah, three touchdowns. 179, something like that. Yeah, three yeah. touchdowns.
0: Yeah, we'll bring up to allowings, um, kneeling on the star when he scored as well. <laughs>
3: yeah. anyway, Aaron's back to Roger. Has now made in the highest-paid quarterback as well in the league, surpassing Matt yeah. Ryan.
0: And I, I think he's, that's absolutely deserving. it is a fantastic quarterback. You know, he, he's... You know, I know people argue about Brady as well. Obviously, you now Brady's got all the things, but for me, if you got one person when you're down at the end of a game, for me, it's Aaron Rodgers every time. You
4: know, yeah. It. I mean, I, I I totally agree, and I think on pure ability and pure passing ability, I think Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the greatest of all time. I think um the two, the two styles between Rodgers and Brady I think Brady is much more of a system quarterback where he is absolutely excellent in the system that they run um but like you say if you could pick any quarterback to drop into any system I think it'd be it'd be Rodgers every day of the week and he's uh, it's a it's a it's a lot of money but to be fair that's a lot of cowboy boots that he can buy in it so you know good luck to him
0: I'll tell you the one play for me that sums him up, and I don't like talking about it. Is the playoff game against Dallas a few years ago when we went in front by three with just over a minute left on the clock. And I can't, we had him at something like third and 13, or fourth and 13, it might have been. He was fourth and 13, well out of field goal range, and he went in the huddle and he created his own play and he just told everybody where he wanted them to run and they made it field goal range and they won the game and that to me that sums up Aaron Rodgers
4: yeah yeah Yeah.
3: he's he's absolute class obviously you've been a Vikings fan Stu about a fit Aaron Rodgers makes the NFC North very interesting doesn't it this year
4: yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm 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 torn a little bit because obviously, from a divisional point of view, I I I don't want him to be good, um, but from a pure football point of view, I I think he makes that division, um, he makes that conference, and he effectively makes the NFL so much more enjoyable to watch because, you know, when he's throwing the Hail Marys and you know fr- from his own thirty, it's just it's it's an absolute delight to watch. So um, yeah, I just hope he has a bad day against. Um, Vikings
3: it was Vikings who put him on shelf last year wasn't it
4: oh yeah so I mean I've had a lot of banter with uh, some people about this and um, a lot of people have been saying to me that um, this is the reason that they've brought in this kind of rough in the passer where they've been a lot more rough in the passer calls recently um, and they're all saying it stems from that hit on uh, the Vikings did on Rodgers which uh, which I think is funny you know in my, for me if, you, if a quarterback steps out of the pocket then they need to expect that somebody's going to try and kill him um, in fact, so that's the defence's role: is to try and hit them. So um, it, it was it was a good, hit good clean hit.
3: Yeah, definitely was a clean hit. Um, back on your news, Ian, the NFL mm. have just broken that the Jets have traded Teddy Bridgewater to uh, New Orleans Saints. Ah, uh, that that what,
0: it is right. What just came up? Then I just couldn't verify it.
3: So what do we think on that one? As we well,
0: well as somebody who Took Bridgewater, took Bridgewater in our live Yorkshire, Yorkshire fantasy draft. That's, That's great news. <laughs>
3: Although
0: it's not good news. It's not. Back, it's not, going to be a backup, not, isn't he? I'm, just I'm just digesting that. Yeah, it's not great news. You
3: no, know, it's back up to Breeze. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. So um, it's, not, it's not good news for me because I've got I've got Breeze.
3: I don't yeah. think Teddy's going to go straight away and dislodge Drew. Well, I don't well, know. I don't.
4: My concern is why are the why are they drafting Teddy in the first place? Is Breeze injured?
3: It's, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? That thinking about yeah, it? Cause why? The, the, yeah, because I, I know, like I know, we've been speaking about Stuart Bridgewater set the pace in pre-season, but we didn't think the Saints did we? Well to, honest, well, to be honest, I mean, if I'm being honest,
4: I knew that they were that the Jets were going to trade Bridgewater. It was obviously what they were going to do because Sam Darnold was obviously going to be start of week one. Um, I just did not expect him to go to the Saints. I actually. I actually thought he'd got at Jags, if I'm being brutally honest.
3: Um, he's been traded for a third round pick. A third. A third round pick.
0: I mean, to me, what what you're looking at there really is Brees is coming to the end of his career, isn't it? So, what do you reckon? Another year, two years, Brees has got. Well, was mm, it was last year? If he's
3: got to get yeah. like one more Super Bowl, don't he? and I think a yeah. lot of rumours were if they'd made it last year he would have called it last season
0: yeah yeah so they're looking at the
3: future aren't they definitely wow. yeah I'm used to what I didn't see didn't see him going to Saints
4: well I just I mean Blake Bortles lives to fight another day because uh, there is nobody else for the Jacks to get
3: well yeah not who can be actually better than him Apparently Oswilder is available for trade, but he actually sets the jugs backwards. From Bortles. Oh.
4: Yeah, the only thing that's that Bortles has got on um Osweiler is the fact that Bortles can run it.
3: <laughs> Very true. And in with this decision, the Jets have also announced that Sam Darnold start week one against Detroit Lions and not McCowan. That's, that's
4: no great surprise. surprise.
3: No. So as we run down to the start of this year's season, we will carry on again with two more divisional previews this week. And we're going to start in the AFC West. So let's start with the most recent Super Bowl champions from that division, and Denver Broncos, Ian. How do you feel their season's going to go this year?
0: Uh, I've actually got them. I think they'll finish bottom of the division this year. They've got, you know, they've not really... Got a quarterback who's going to set you alight. They've lost so many players. I think the other three teams have come on over the last few years, and I just don't, I just don't see Denver doing much. I don't, I don't mean I think I don't mean I think they're going to go what three and thirteen or anything like that. But I think all the other three teams could well have winning records, and I can see Broncos finishing about eight and eight. Uh
4: I don't, I don't know. Think I think it'll be a tough one. I, I I do look at the defense and think that the defense has been supporting the offense for a significant well all of last year basically. I don't think, I don't think you're going to see a pair of rushers that are better than Chubb and Von Miller, um, so that that plays in the favor. I think some quarterbacks are going to get some serious pounding from them guys. Um, the only thing that really they've upgraded from last year to this year with Case Keenum is that I actually think Case Keenum will move, we'll move the chains i don't think he'll be as as um as perfect as he was last year at the vikings but i definitely think he'll move the chains and he'll he'll take a little bit of pressure off of the defense but it's it's how many points they can put on the board because the the, the defense will will keep them off but um the problem last year was that the offense was turning the ball over so quickly that the defense just got absolutely knackered by the fourth quarter yeah
0: yeah and i mean you, you're talking about the vikings i mean the Vikings Case Keenum, Case Keenum had a lot
4: of weapons around him with the Vikings, and he hasn't got that at Denver. He also, he also had an O-line that was getting a lot of good up-front push yeah. that was actually giving him a lot of time to pick the passes. Um, I don't think Case Keenum is going to get that at the Broncos, but I do think that he's a significant upgrade on what they were using last year. So I don't think they'll turn the ball over as much, but that said, I don't think he's going to start putting points upon the board like he was at the Vikings.
3: Do we, obviously, they drafted um, Royce Freeman, but if they haven't got the like the all line anyway, they not because there's not going to be them gaps for him to exploit, it, is there?
4: Well, there's a they've Denver have had an abundance of failed running backs, haven't they? Like, you know, Booker was supposed to be you know one of the next big power backs, but he's been a complete and utter waste. Uh, CG Anderson never really lit the light up, did he? So I, my I, I think Royce Freeman is a is a good rookie. But has he landed in the right spot for him to be productive? That's my question.
3: Yeah, and the wide receivers, obviously, they're always high on the fantasy numbers, but when they've not got the ability from the quarterbacks, it's hard for them to keep rescuing team each week, isn't it? Especially more. Sanders isn't too bad, but I think Demirais is coming possibly to end. There's been rumours he might be traded out before the season starts.
4: Yeah, I mean, I really like Cortland Sutton. I think he's... a. Uh a really good uh, good young player. But like you say, you're needing the quarterback to put it in the places for these wide receivers to go compete for the ball and I'm not so sure that Keenan will be doing it as regularly as the uh, the receivers would want. The the general feeling coming out of training camp is that Emmanuel Sanders is looking better. Um um but yeah like you said I think I think Thomas is on his way out and you know if it was me I wouldn't be drafting him in a in a fantasy team.
3: And do we still think Denver's long-term goal is to have Paxton Lynch as starting quarterback? Because obviously, let's try, no, see, no. Seaman went in the swap with Keenum, but Paxton Lynch is still there. But he, I think he hasn't played many games since he's been drafted, so I'm not sure. I think he's
4: been,
3: been an absolute team. failure.
0: Yeah, I do proper bust.
4: Yeah. yeah, I think they'll they'll, they'll... they'll, If they could, they'd trade him out, but I don't think they'd get anything for him. I'd, it'd be interesting to see whether he actually makes a 53-man roster.
0: Well, they're actually talking about that, aren't they? They might not even make a 53-man cut. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he's behind Chad Kelly now as well. So, yeah. And there's so
3: much hope for him, will not there?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like highly likely they might just bang him up practice squad and then go into the season with two quarterbacks.
3: Yeah,
0: because they nobody else is
4: going to take him, are they? Absolutely, nobody's going to take him.
3: So, in contrast from Denver, and the next team I'm going to talk about quite excited me last year. And obviously they moved to LA last year and the Chargers have some exciting football and I think they're probably going to play some exciting football again this year, Stuart. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I... I think they're one of
4: these teams which um, have got a lot of potential. My only concern about them is that outside of um, is it Ingram and Borsa, um they, they're a bit soft in the middle, um, but then again, they have got a good secondary. So a lot of teams might find themselves running up the gut through the middle because they are a bit weak there, or they're not as strong as, as the rest of the team. Um, But yeah, 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 I really like him. And to be honest, I really like Philip Rivers. I I really want him to do something because uh, I really like the guy. Um, I really like like Keenan Allen. Allen. I really really like Melvin Gordon. Um, It's a shame shame Hunter Henry went down. Um, I thought he was looking like he could be a really, really big, big player to take um, a lot of the work that Antonio Gates was doing. Um I think, I think they're talking about uh, Mike Williams who's the the rookie wide receiver that they drafted last year. He's I think he's something like 6 foot 4, 6 foot 5, so they're, they're talking about maybe using him in a lot of the um receiving tight end formations because he's got the stature to be able to do it. So they've definitely got a lot of options. Um they're a, they're a team on the up. I think they've done a lot of rebuilding and they're they're a team on the up. So yeah, I'm uh I'm looking forward to see what they do. Um, it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, It's funny, you know, talk, talking about Williams, because at the end of the last season, there was a lot of talk about him being a bust. And then suddenly with this training camp, he, he's come on, they're all raving about him. Like you say, they're talking about him, taking some of those tight end positions. Um, so it just shows how he can turn around. And the big thing for me is, will the care without Hunter Henry? Because he, he's looked such a good player, has not he? And I yeah. I have a great season. Um, it is just a little bit
4: of doubt with Henry out. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think I said it last week or the week before on the podcast that I do feel for the rookies in their first season because the the amount of pressure that's put on them going through the whole draft process. I don't think a lot of them enter the first season in the right physical and mental shape to be able to deal with the step up in um, ability that is the NFL. And I think that's why you see a lot of them come back the second year and they're actually a lot more prepared. And that's why a lot of the times, like you say, Mike Williams is looking better this year. There's other players through the league that are coming back for the second year where all the coaches are saying, oh, yeah, they're looking a lot better this time. So I think it's more to do with that. I don't think there was ever a a risk on his ability. I think it was more the fact that 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 draft process um, and then going into OTA straight away and then straight into mini camp, I just think they'll be mentally exhausted from the whole process.
3: Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people agree if they hadn't had the start they had last season, they'll have probably made the playoffs. They went like, was it 0 5, 0 6 or went before If they say was it
0: was 0 4, you might
3: be right, yeah. I've got to think if that's once, and they lost the first two games, but I think a field goal against Denver in the first game and a missed field goal in the second, so. Uh, them early seasons cost them the playoffs last year. Yeah, because yeah, they only have, just missed
4: have, out, didn't they? And, and they got uh, Robert, Robert uh, Aguayo kicking for him now. Um. Well,
0: he's been everywhere until <laughs> now. He's
3: he's
4: moving. Yeah, I Yeah, I'm sure he's kicking for him now because if if he's there, then they really, really, really need to be up by more than three. If he's all the all it's all resting on kicking him a field goal at the end. Yeah.
0: He's, uh, I'm just, I'm just looking this up because apparently he didn't get on the field for week three of pre-season. He gave it to Caleb Sturgis instead.
4: Well, they've got three. Ah, Sturges, they've got that's three teams, the one yeah.
3: here. They? They're having a competition before yeah. week one, so it won't surprise me, Stuart, that he might even get cut. He might not make the fifty-three man squad.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in Hard Knocks. Was they drafted a yeah. kicker, and then three weeks into preseason, they just went, "You're rubbish. Can you just leave now?"
0: Yeah, even the other players. The other players were taking the mickey out of him, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were actually up when practicing kicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> He was, he was terrible. Yeah, yeah, um, but he's, he's, it's just, it's just a confidence thing, isn't it, with the kickers? You know, all these kickers have got the ability, but it's the pressure and it's the confidence into the most makes the
3: difference.
4: Yes. Yeah. Don't talk to me about kickers. I've still not got over Gary Anderson missing that one in '98.
3: '98. <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> <laughs> so, moving on from the charges, we'll move to Kansas City. So. Big change, obviously, Alex Smith's gone to the Redskins and it's the first start this season for Mahomes at number one. Kareem Hunt, second year did you, season. Did you, did you, see, did that you see
0: that video throw video? he did yeah. the other day? Yeah, I can't remember, uh, I can't remember whether it was week two or week three. The um, Was it, a, was it a 59 yards in the air, 69 yards in the air to Tyreek Hill under triple coverage? Uh, it was phenomenal, absolutely amazing.
4: But Did you see the play before, though?
0: No, I didn't. I just saw that.
4: And so they, he, he did that pass where it went for sixty yards, but yeah. I think it was either the play before or a couple of plays before he actually overthrew Tariq Hill. And Tariq Hill is probably one of the fastest players in the NFL, and yeah. he overthrew him by a good ten yards. So and I think there's going
0: to be He's be... how it's how consistent Mahomes can be. Into he's got the ability, but is he going to throw? Up, yeah. Is he going to throw loads of interceptions? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? You know it. They could be really good the Chiefs this year, but it is. It's a lot of pressure on a young lad, isn't
4: it? Well, I think there's even more pressure on on him because I look at that defence that they've got and I look at the secondary and without Eric Berry, um, who's who's still injured, uh, they look shocking. So, they're going to need to score points. So, I think that puts even more pressure on him. Um, And... I I get the feeling that I do like Mahomes. I really like Mahomes, but I think that I think people are going to have to accept that he's probably going to be pretty rubbish this season, and he's going to have to take it as a learning season. And he's actually going to build into next year when he's going to start showing what he can do. Um, I think people are going to have to take the rough with the smooth this year.
3: Yeah, because they have KC. Obviously, have like say Tyree Kill, but Hunter running back. They've brought Sammy Watkins in to support, but I can imagine. Do you think they're going to still put a lot through Kelsey as well this year, Stu? Yeah, you've
0: got Kelsey there, haven't
4: you? Uh, I, I think if you have, if you have Kelsey on your team, you've got to use him, especially after his production last year. He was he was phenomenal. So uh, yeah, they'll use him.
3: And obviously now we're losing to the Marcus Mariota throw to himself passing the playoffs. Uh that was. Are the Chiefs can they? go one step further this year and get to the AFC game, do you reckon? Or do you think with a new rookie quarterback, they might have to put it on hold for 12 months? Uh,
4: I think they'll they'll take a step back this year. I don't think they'll be as good as they were last year. Because Alex Smith, you know, for all his faults, was a quarterback that was accurate and could move the ball downfield. And there is still some question marks about whether Mahomes can move the, the ball down the field. Um, as comfortably and, and as regularly as um, Smith, Smith did. Very true.
3: So making up the AFC West, I've left this team to the end because I think, as we mentioned in the Week One podcast, this is either going to be a marriage made in heaven or a car crash. And I think the verdict's still out on the Oakland Raiders so far. Ian yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, been lot, a lot been made about Gruden
0: as well, aren't there? With you know. Can he, Can he still do it? Do it? But people people seem, do it. seem to assume that he has got an old-fashioned mentality, but I can't. I don't, I don't really see where that comes from without actually, actually seeing it in action. action. Um, there, was there was a lot of talk about Kelly on Mac and, and Gruden, Gruden not meeting with him, but um, I don't, I don't, the, the Mac thing's been a big distraction for Mante early season. It, they could do without it. There's there's no sign of that being resolved, and yeah. That, that's
4: going to be a massive blow to them. I, 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 I don't know what to think about the Khalil Matt thing because I don't know whether there's the, there's the whole thing about they've not actually been talking and, and you know, Gruden's, Gruden's not spoken to Khalil's, Khalil's people, etc., etc. Et but I don't, but I don't know, know whether they're just holding on to see what contract Donald gets at Rams, um, a bit of a kind of set in the market. market. Um, And I don't know whether they're waiting for that to get done before they then start negotiating with Khalil, because I think Khalil will want to be the highest paid. So I think they're kind of waiting to see what Donald gets before they then commit on on Khalil Mack. Um, The thing that worries me most about the Raiders is that I don't think that um, the coaching staff, Gruden and his staff, are actually talking to the the backroom staff and the GM because they traded for Switzer from... um, Cowboys at the start of the year, and they've just traded him out this week.
0: Yeah.
4: So I I just don't know. I mean, why trading a player if you're not going if you don't want him? That, that it just the whole thing just seems a bit disjointed and not connected between what they want, what they're um, trying to I achieve. Think, so
0: I think with Switzerland, what they were saying is it, it's down to his performance in the tra- in training, but it's been documented. There's a lot of drop catches. Um, and he, he was there really as a punt returner and to me they've just made a decision they weren't going to make the 53 so they've moved him out But because they've got a lot of offensive weapons haven't they the Raiders
3: yeah you know, they've got... the, 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 the deals in the off season me and sure have discussed it as surprised us, obviously Michael Crabtree's moved on to Baltimore and they've brought in a aging Jordan Nelson they've brought in Doug Martin as backup to Marshall Lynch at running back there's some strange things and, there. I'm not even sure about that.
4: The Doug Martin one is a bit odd because they've got they've got Jalen Richard and uh, DeAndre uh, DeAndre Washington, um, and they've also got a rookie that they picked up this year that seems to be doing really well, which is Chris Warren. So, um, one of them isn't going to make the roster, and I got a feeling it might actually be Doug Martin. Um, so that seems a bit of an odd one, an odd pick up. The whole Switzer deal, when they already knew what they had, seems a bit of an odd one. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. And then the whole Khalil Mack thing, the whole move into Vegas, I just I think they're they're in a bit of turmoil at the minute, the Raiders. Yeah,
3: they
0: are a bit. You've got to look two years ago. If you'd not been for the injury to Derek Carr, they could well have gone on to the Super Bowl, couldn't they? The way they were playing. Um, you, you've got Carr there, you've got Lynch... You got Mari
4: Cooper, you got Jordan Nelson, you got Martavis Brian There's a lot of offensive weapons there. Yeah, but Brian, I think he's highly likely to get suspended at some point because yeah. that seems seems to be the kind of character that he is. Jordy Nelson, my brain says that if Jordy Nelson was still useful, the Packers wouldn't have let him go. Um, and with regards to Marshall Lynch, he didn't light up the. He didn't light it up last year. And, and is another year older, and do, do aging running backs really put up that yeah, much production? Yeah I'm,
0: yeah, I'm possibly thinking of him as he was at the Seahawks rather than where he is now. Yeah,
4: it's, it's, you, you've got. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if you end up seeing Marshawn Lynch do a lot less carries to get more out of the carries that he does, um, which means that they might share the backfield a little bit round. Um, I, d- I, d- I don't know, I just I, something just doesn't seem right. I think, I think it's one of those teams that can either be an absolute bust or could go on a good run and do quite well. I don't think, I don't think there's, there's going to be any middle ground.
3: No.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, bringing that to the end then. So, Stuart, um, from first to fourth, how do you think the AFC West will finish?
4: Oh, oh uh, Why do you always start with me? Um Uh, who do I think is going to win I don't know this division I really don't know I think Chargers are probably going to win it I think if I'm if I'm being brutally honest I think it'll then be between them three maybe Chiefs second Broncos third
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Go on.
3: What about yourself, Ian?
0: Well, I, I was the same. You know, we're talking about the AFC West and the NFC West, and the NFC West. I wrote down what I thought the positions would be straight away. With this one, I messed about and I messed around, and I was the same as Stuart. I was like, I really don't know. Um, and I, again, I've got the charges taking the division, then the Raiders, then the Chiefs, then the Broncos. But I think. I'm again the same as Stuart. I think I think the Chargers will win the division, and the other three could be could be in any position really. Yeah.
4: I think the Chargers will. I think the Chargers will win the division, and then I don't think they'll have another playoff spot from that division.
3: No. Well, I'm very similar to both. I've got Chargers winning division. I've got Raiders coming second over Chiefs, literally because of the experienced quarterback, and then Broncos coming last because I don't know what output they're going to do. after last season and changes I've had I've not really made any impressive changes there. Two Drill and this week's guest is Amph Cook. How are you doing Amph? I'm good,
2: cheers mate.
3: How did you get into the NFL and when?
2: I got into the NFL in 1999 when I was in America doing work experience and I got to go along to like a training day.
3: Who is your most favourite player of all time and why? Favourite player,
2: I'm going to say it has to be Revis. Uh, just for when I got into it, he was like the big one.
3: Have you been to see any games in America? Or if you could go, which game would you like to see?
2: I haven't seen any games in America yet, but I think I'd like to see a college over an NFL.
3: Would you like to see a franchise here in the UK? Swap. Greatest coach of all time in your mind?
2: Greatest coach. It pains me to say it, but it's gotta be big Bill, doesn't it? Um yeah, has to be.
3: Who has been the Jets' worst draft pick since you've been following the
2: NFL? It has to be Christian Hardenberg. Um when you look at who was in that draft after him, what were we playing at? We could have had Duck. Um yeah, joke <laughs> Never even took a snap.
3: Curtis Martin or Matt Forte? Uh, it's gotta be
2: uh, Martin for me. Uh, obviously, I saw him in practice, and he was unreal at half speed. And then I wish I'd gotten to see him play in an actual game. But
3: awesome. If you would like to get involved on a two-minute drill, please send us an email to gmail.com or comment on the Facebook page. So staying with the West theme on this week's show, we are now going to go and discuss the NFC West, which, along with the NFC North, seems to be one of the most anticipated upcoming divisions, with the changing of the guard with Seattle potentially moving down the positions in their group, and the rebirth of the 49ers and the very promising LA Rams. But we will start this week with the Arizona Cardinals. How do you feel they'll go, Ian, this year?
0: I think it's a funny one with Arizona, because initially I was thinking I can't see them doing a lot. But a lot of it depends to me on David Johnson, Um, if he's fully fit. You know, two years ago, I think he he scored about 20 touchdowns in the season. He, He was nearly unstoppable. But is he going to be back to that same person? Larry Fitzgerald, great receiver, but he's, what, 34, 35 now. Is he going to be in decline? Um, and, and the quarterback, is, if it's you know, Josh Rosen, it, it, it's a bit like we talked about Mahomes. But Mahomes is a second-year one. You know how good Rosen going to be, and I, I really don't know. They've got a lot of youngsters coming through, and I just don't know how the Cardinals are going to perform. They could have a really good season, surprise people, and they might not. But
3: they have lost the honey as well, though, have not they? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm
4: I'm going to throw my threepenny bits within now. I actually think think that there will be be, I can't can't decide who's going to be worse this year, Cardinals or Seattle. Seattle. And I think Seattle will probably be better purely because they've got Russell Wilson. And I say that because I look at the Arizona Cardinals, and I think that they're going to put a lot, and when I mean a lot, they're going to put a lot through David Johnson, and I think his workload is going to be ridiculous this year, because other than Larry Fitzgerald, who at this stage in his career is is merely a possession receiver, is someone that you're going to move the chains with, they have no, I mean, I don't think they have much pace on the offense, so I don't think they're going to, they're going, they're going to be scoring, scoring consistently, or I don't, I don't think even offense think that offence is going to be performing to a consistent level to be able to do anything. I also, I also think, think that when the I think Sam Bradford will, week will be week one starter. I think, I think that's a given because I don't think Rosen, Rosen is ready yet. That said, it's only, it's only a matter of time that before Sam Bradford gets injured because that's Sam Bradford and that's what Sam Bradford does. Um, and I think Rosen, Rosen will then enter the stage probably earlier than they want to put him in and i think, and I think you'll then have a couple of rocky weeks with rosen, rosen trying to get up to speed with an NFL, nfl pass rush how he deals, how he deals in the pocket etc etc et so i I can, I can only see a rocky period for the cardinals to be honest
3: yeah i think the feeling's mutual for myself on that one as well it's funny you should mention seattle there Stuart. it They've been the standing bear in that division for a long time now, but obviously they emerged to the Rams last year, and yet more departures in the off-season. Obviously, Sherman's gone now. They have re-signed Tyler Lockett to a pro deal today, after his rookie was ex- expiring this year.
0: 3 pretty good deal, isn't to it, today? Yeah. But
3: I'm, I'm on your side. It, if Russell Wilson gets injured, I know they it's got Hundley as well from Packers today. Yeah. Um, if w- Wilson goes down, he's the one who wins them a lot of the games. Doug Baldwin's got a persistent knee injury. Running back game. Oh don't is, say that d dra- don't say that I drafted
4: him in fantasy.
3: <laughs> he has got a persistent knee injury which could cause he's even come out himself to say it could cause him issues all season. And oh, uh, he'll be the, fine. The, the draft draft running they got running back Penny in draft, he's already hurt his arm. It's not looking good for the Seahawks.
4: Um uh, no, I mean, the, I, I mean to be fair, on the on the penny point, I don't think he would have been week one starter. I think Chris Carson's going to be week one starter. Um, the reason that Seattle have done well, especially last year, or didn't work a complete bust last year, was because Russell Russell Wilson's ability to be to be very elusive um, at quarterback and make plays on the run, on the move, dropping back, weaving in and out of tackles. Because that offensive line is absolutely shocking. Um, they don't really protect him at all. Um, and I think that was shown when the probably two of the worst O-lines went up against each other last year when Seattle played um, Texans and it was an absolute gun-slinging um, two quarterbacks running around, making plays on the feet, making plays what sliding outside the pocket. It was a really good game for the neutral to watch, but actually, from a technical standpoint, the protection that the both quarterbacks were getting was pretty shocking. Um, I look at the wide receiver crop that they've got at Seattle, and like you said, they've got Doug Baldwin, but if he's carrying a lot of injury issues... They've got Brandon Marshall there. That again, he wasn't very exciting last year at the Giants. He didn't really do anything. They didn't seem to trust him. Is he going to be much better at Seattle? So we'll have to wait and see. The,
0: the other thing you've not mentioned is the Legion of Boom has just gone, hasn't it? That's oh, yeah. the Super Bowl, and you've got. I think there's only old Thomas left,
4: and he.
3: And that's questionable, he,
0: isn't it? He could end up going, couldn't he? Yeah.
4: Well, Well, it it basically turned into the Legion of "We don't want to work with Pete Carroll anymore. Get us out of here." Yeah, yeah, they were all turning
3: on him, weren't
0: they? Yeah, Yeah, I mean,
4: Bobby Wagner's still there, I think, as well,
3: isn't he? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but Um, to be fair, I think
4: it's 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 only only fair fair that uh, that, um, now we're talking about the Seahawks that you know, in honor of Ian, um, are. Um, our, our host, host for the first couple of podcasts, podcasts that we should um, just drop in the fact that uh, Russell Wilson threw that ball to um, Malcolm, Malcolm Butler, Butler. Oh, just yeah, drop that. that in there
3: yeah we always like to mention that why he just didn't run the game yeah, we do like to mention it I
4: mean, I mean you, you like, like to mention it because you're a Pats right? fan I like to mention it just because I like to wind yeah, Ian up So
3: yeah and I'm sure he'll love, it, he'll love us for carrying on this tradition and I'm sure every time Seattle comes <laughs> up we'll be able to get it in somewhere I can
2: just,
4: I can see, just him see him sat there, there listening to the podcast drinking a cup of tea Yeah
3: definitely I'm sure we could ask a few Seattle fans down at um, London as well Stu when we go down why didn't, he, yeah. why didn't he run the game we would have two Super Bowls <laughs> uh, another team close to obviously one of our friends hearts is um, San Francisco 49ers obviously they traded to get Jimmy Garoppolo in last year very strange draft choices where they went they haven't made any real key signings but are they on the up after many years of nothing I'd, I think, I
0: think so. so, if Jimmy G carries, carries on, on the way. You know, he, he played, played from last year when season, the season was done. You know, the, they did they lose the first 11? 11? Yeah, was it they, 11 couldn't, they couldn't make the when he rocked up. And, and so, there was no pressure on him, was there? There was no expectations. Now, this year there's a bit more. Um, I think it, it suits him playing for Shanahan. We've got McKinnon running back. They've got Richard Sherman, who, you know, I know he's coming towards the end of his career, but I think he's still a good signing. I think the rail line's stronger than it was. So, they're more of a team than they were. Um, but I'm, I still have question marks about Garoppolo. And not, nothing about what he's done, just can he sustain it over a full season when there's a bit more pressure on? I don't know.
3: Well, he's never lost his start, I mean, so when he gets that first loss, how's he going to react to it?
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. I... I that said, I think, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Vikings fan, I think you're going to find out week one what he's made of because um, he's going up against the Vikings' defence. So I think that is a pretty... Other than playing the Jags' defence, I think that's probably going to be one of the hardest defences he's going to come up against this year. So you're going to find out week one. You're going to find out you know, opening Sunday what he's made of.
0: Yeah. And can I get a little plug in here Um opening Sunday we're all at the Leeds Casino with the NFL Yorkshire fans so if anybody wants to come down Minnesota and 49ers is one of the games that's on isn't it yes,
4: it's it is a- yeah um, if anybody's wanting to come down just drop us a message um, either drop us a message on Facebook or you can drop me a personal message on Facebook or on Twitter and uh, we can sort tickets out it's, uh, it's usually a good good, good gathering, gathering and- when we get together yeah
3: um, the 49ers how the fixtures have gone They have got some hard games this year from the other divisions. Notably they've got, obviously, a game against Giants and they've also got to play the Packers as well. So, some definitely interesting games in there, like Stuart's already mentioned, week one, don't get any tougher than playing Vikings.
4: Yeah, but I, I... Yeah, to be honest... Just, just just, because Alex was mean to uh, the Vikings when we were talking about NFC North the other week, I'm just going to say that they'll probably steamroll of the Giants
3: and, and also, I'm doing this one for you Ian there was a lot of 49ers fans who were celebrating beating Dallas in pre-season and a lot of people from these teams need to remember it is pre-season
0: yeah I mean we, Z wasn't even suited up was he that wasn't you know, know. and that and our main guys that were on the water all over the Forty ers for most of the game, and it was the third choice backups when the Forty ers well, came in back into it. Yeah, but well, they were quiet it, it last was...
3: week when Andrew Luck beat them, so they don't take call yeah, yeah. it... back under a rock. Yeah, you, Pre-season, pre-season don't mean
0: anything. does He carry anything. No, no.
4: The, the Browns, Browns winning preseason it means nothing. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so the Browns,
4: the Browns went the Browns went five and zero in preseason last year, and look at the season yeah, they had. It exactly. means absolutely nothing.
0: Nah.
3: So then moving on to probably the most one of the most exciting teams apart from the Vikings on the NFC side is the LA Rams and can't see them just carrying on from next year and probably getting further in the playoffs than we did last year. Do you all agree? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And they're exciting to watch as well, aren't they? Well, you're galvan- yeah, the yeah,
3: have- points, aren't you? Yeah.
0: yeah. What they've done with them over the last couple of years has been amazing.
4: Um, I think they've actually got stronger because if you think about it, they've got a, Duncan, a Dominican a Sue. They've uh, they've traded out Sammy Watkins and brought in Brandon Cooks, which I think is a a great bit of business. My only concern about them is 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 tying down um, Aaron Donald to these contracts, but I think that's more of a formality at this stage. Um, I think they look a really exciting team. Really exciting. They've
0: got to lead now as well, haven't they? We? You know, it's uh, they've just got people everywhere. Uh, yeah, I'm looking
4: forward to watching them this season. Yeah. It's not just that, but I think they've probably got the more, the the best young coach in in NFL. um yeah. In McVeigh, I, I think, think it it goes a long way to say what what they were like under Fisher and now what they're like under McVeigh. What uh, a good set of coaches can do for a team. Uh, potentially, yeah. could
3: be. Obviously, we've mentioned we've got Cooks there, but. Cooper Cup could it be a breakout for him in his second season? Now he's got I was just team. going to mention him for Stewart as well. Cooper Cup. That's my man. He had a solid first year, but I think the signs are there that Goff had a good connection with him last year, and I'm sure that's going to continue this year.
4: Yeah, well, they got, I think what they'll do is they, they'll use Cooper Cup in the slot, and I think Brandon Cooks will be the the speed runner, the one that goes over the top uh, of the defenders. So. Um, They've also got Robert Woods as well. So I, to be honest, I, I think I think he'll have a similar year to what he had last year, which was very productive, uh, and it was a it was a good safe pair of hands when he was called upon.
3: Yeah, and they've also got the dual threat of also playing Gurley at running back and wide receiver as well. So they, like Ian said, they are stacked in every position. Yeah, really. Reckon yeah, Gur- I can't, can Gurley help against
0: the Bulldogs for yeah. that division?
3: A lot of people are saying Rams-Vikings for the NFC title. Or is it a bit, a bit too early to be calling Because we've got Saints in there as well. Uh, I fancy
0: the Saints for the NFC, to be honest. Sorry, Stuart.
4: No, I mean, to be honest, I mean, you know, it's the NFC is is effectively where the Super Bowl winner is going to come from. Um, and, you know, the girls' side of the, the draw, um, they're just going to be picking up the uh, silver medal, aren't they? Yeah, yeah,
3: Absolutely. So No right. comment there, Richard. No, I'm sticking away from any comments and biting there. Same professional. So, on the NFC West, end, Ian, how do you think it'll finish?
0: I've got it. Rams, 49ers. I going to say Cardinals, and I think Seahawks going to finish
3: uh,
4: bottom. Stu? Yeah, I'm going to go Rams top. then Then I'm going to go Seahawks Seahawks. then I'm going to go 49ers and then I'll go Cardinals bottom
3: yeah I've got Rams finishing top I've got Seattle and 49ers pretty much having the same record so I'm going to give it to Seattle in second just based on experience and obviously Cardinals finishing last I'd like to be proven wrong with Cardinals but I think there's a lot too much pressure on David Johnson and Fitzgerald Right, as we're about to close the show this week, we would like to finish with our honourable mention section. Um, who wants to start it off first, guys? I'll, I'll go
4: first. Um, I watched... Uh, well, I was actually watching the, um, the latest episode of Hard Knocks, which aired on Friday, and um, obviously it's the one where Des Bryant was um, down um, meeting all the staff had a bit of a discussion with Hugh Jackson and it all seems like he's going to sign, he's going to sign, it sounds positive, Hugh Jackson's saying all the right things he leaves he's going through the airport a load of fans have seen him and have asked him to sign some browns mini helmets so you know because des bryant wants to please everybody at the minute you know he's trying to get that contract Signs some browns mini helmets um turns out a couple of days later they don't want him he's still a free agent and some poor kids running around with a Browns helmet signed by des bryant uh which just made me laugh i thought that was hilarious
0: well, it's funny, you because, I mean, you both know, I, I do like Des Bryant, although the way he carried on after Dallas cut him, started slagging the players off, Sean Lee, Travis Frederick, he went down a little bit in the estimation.
4: The fact that he was rubbish didn't go, make him go down in your estimations. It,
0: he's been a good player for Dallas. He's made some amazing catches for Dallas over the years.
4: Yeah, I don't, he, I don't, yeah, I don't doubt that he he was good. But last season he was he was rubbish.
0: He did drop, he, did, he did drop some passes last year that he should have caught. Um, I don't know how much was to do. He did didn't build that rapport with Dak. That he used to have with Romo. Um, um, we'd have to get Phil on. we, to talk about Dak Prescott, but uh, the the thing the thing at the minute with him is he it just seems a bit deluded to me. I mean, he was, he was on Instagram and somebody had said something about he couldn't get a contract. And, and he was claiming he'd got a contract in his pocket from the Browns. So, you know, it, 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 I, I just don't get it. And, you know, he's turned down on the Evans. That was a few months ago now. And he's now saying that he does want to play some ball this year, but he might have to wait until later in the season. It, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. I
4: mean... T- to be honest, I think the Browns. What the Browns? Were, I think the Browns were quite clever about this. I think they called Des Bryant in when they were unsure what the outcome of Josh Gordon was going to be.
0: Yeah.
4: And I think that when they were unsure whether he was going to come back, whether he was going to come back healthy, uh, of, you know, in the right state of mind, they thought, do you know what, let's talk to Des, find out where Des is at, and then, you know, if we need Des, we's there. But then I think as soon as Josh Gordon was like, ah, oh, no, I'm back, I'm healthy, let's get on this, they were like, ah, oh, you know what. Antonio Callaway, that we've talked about previously, has actually turned up to be a really good rookie. They've got Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon's back, don't need Dez.
3: Yeah, I think you're right with that. Did you have an honourable mention, again? Did you say? I did, yeah. There was um,
0: something that had amused me. You know, we used to these suspensions for, you know, Consistent use of drugs, or crashing the car while drunk, beating the wives in the NFL—you know that sort of thing. And uh, Michael Kendricks, the Browns linebacker, has um, been done for insider trading this week. Apparently, made one point two million dollars from insider trading. So, I just thought that was—that's a, a better class of criminal that we're getting now in the NFL, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah. Normal, like we've had the cases. <laughs> in the past and everything. It's not different. Yeah. <laughs> Do, the <laughs> thing is, though,
4: he probably knew nothing about it. He's probably got a financial advisor that's done it on his behalf and has sent him up the river.
3: He's
0: a, he's a friend of his, apparently, who's been doing it. And, but he, he's, been, he's been, been handing cash out. Cash so I'm pretty, pretty sure he knew there was something a little bit dodgy about it.
4: Yeah. yeah. How, long How long has he been, been, been suspended for? I don't, I
0: don't know, actually. I've... Um, I did. I think, I think it amused me that much as I was reading it. I didn't pay any attention to uh, what had happened with the suspension. I'm just. Uh, was, was it was it was it
4: an audio book?
0: <laughs> do I think the fact is at the minute he's just been charged with insider trading, which he's admitted to. So there's no there's no suspension at the moment.
3: So
0: that that's, that's going to be well. Will it come? You never know. we you got do you?
4: No, that's true.
3: We'll we'll remain silent on that one until it comes out in the next few days. Yeah. Yeah. We'll
0: we'll, We'll, we'll we'll not not talk about Roger Goodell, will we?
3: Not for at least another week. So, (laughs) my honourable mention for this week is, yet again, the farcical at Ticketmaster. So, obviously, the prolonged delay at the Tottenham Stadium, obviously announced that it was going to be Wembley. Season ticket holders could get their tickets from yesterday and all season ticket holders were told that if they booked it in the first 48 hours they would have no postage fees and no booking fees. However, when these tickets went on sale yesterday, you had to pay for the postage and the booking fees. And earlier today, Ticketmaster released to the press. We previously said these were going to be free and we have realised that we've charged you for these. So we need to refund you for your postage and booking. And it's another farcical in the Ticketmaster saga with the NFL tickets in England.
0: Yeah, it's also, the you know, not just that, with, with the lateness of it, it, there's a lot of people like ourselves who go down to London for the games and people want to stay over. And it, you've got people who are booking hotels that cost a lot of money down there. When they don't even know if they're actually going to be able to get the tickets, no. it's, it's just crazy. It's just a ridiculous situation this year. With and
3: with it being an evening kickoff as well to suit the time difference, yeah. it, like I said, the hotels is. It is sure. No, myself and Stuart were going down by car this year. But mm. It a, a lot. I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still waiting
4: 10, 10. at L19. <laughs> 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 I'm
3: sure. I'm sure. When we get Charles on the podcast in a couple of weeks, we might have to. Just speak about the L nineteen debate because if Ian and Charles agree to meet people in the states, we might need to let them know that they're not the most reliable people, Stu. We they're, were not the trust- they're not we the most They're not the most trustworthy L19 people.
4: You you yeah. you're lying.
3: <laughs> so,
4: Richard, can, can you edit everything he said out of this podcast?
3: <laughs> no, I think I can leave it in, but we can have it. We can re raise this in a couple of weeks with Charles. <laughs> so, just before we end, Stuart, do you want to let? The listeners know where they can find us on our social media platforms. Yes,
4: so obviously we are uh, the NFL fans of Yorkshire on Facebook, um, so you can you can you can follow us there. We are on Twitter, which is first down. T, t first down I can't t remember
3: snapcast.
4: richard what is it at, at, t snapcast. At, at, at t snapcast my bad if you want to follow me on twitter i'm a ridiculed idiot um that isn't a fake handle that is my actual handle um i don't know why anybody would want to follow me on twitter i'm not very interesting, interesting.
1: Uh, um i just, I just read i just i just retweet
4: everything yeah, somebody else puts um, so that's where you can find us. Um, you know, give us, give us a listen, give us a, um, a, a shout. If you want to get involved on the, the two-minute drill, then drop us a message. If you've got any questions, obviously for Coach's Corner, Steve's not with us today, but um, he will be back to do Coach's Corner. Then, then hit us up. Any other questions? Any other things that you've spotted that we've missed? Give us a shout.
3: Ian, have you got any where people can get in touch with you? Obviously, are you going to leave that until we do the announcement in a couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, Yeah, leave it till then, because I think um, myself myself and Charles will look at uh, um, setting setting something up so that people people can follow where we are if anybody's interested. So we'll talk about about that in a couple of weeks' time.
3: Excellent. Well, thanks for your time tonight, Ian. No problem. problem. Thanks for inviting me. And again, thanks, Stuart, for being our regular. My my pleasure.
4: Stalwart, Stalwart. I am. Stalwart. Stalwart.
3: So until next week, thanks for listening.
1: Purchase necessary. VGW group. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.